0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom
1: Faith Church in Horsham. Now, this morning we're, uh, we're going to interview uh, one couple in a moment and uh, and then a particular individual and um, some amazing stories of what God is, is doing and we're going to pull some things out of, of what we're going to talk about uh, so that these things are not just things happening in other nations, but things that are going to be relevant for us in our own in our own situations as well, so firstly, uh, Tom and Joanna, where are you guys? You want to come up, run up onto the, the stage let 's give these guys a welcome, shall we? <laughs> Grab a mic each so Tom and Joanna, okay they live out in Cyprus uh, went out there a number of years ago five years ago and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about what they're doing some of what God is is up to uh really exciting and uh you guys have been over for a few weeks just having a bit of a break from the cold weather in Cyprus to the hot sunshine over here is that right yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the other way around eh? Hey? so Tom and Joanna uh how many kids have you got
0: we have uh two kids yeah Faith, our daughter, is five. She just turned five. Had a wonderful birthday with a Bouncy Castle
1: yesterday. And Joshua is two. <clears throat> Brilliant. Okay, so you're enjoying family, life, and all of that. So a few years ago, God spoke to you, moved to Cyprus. Why? What's the heart and vision of why you're there? So...
2: Well, at first, we didn't know, okay. <laughs> did we? Right. Um, we had five duffel bags, a guitar, and a kayak, And we moved. (laughs) And I was pregnant and we just obeyed because we just had Cyprus. um, Okay. Yeah.
0: So um, Cyprus is uh, a very, uh, the Greek Orthodox Church is a very big part of the nation. And a lot of people have grown up in the Greek Greek Orthodox Church. Um, And it was amazing that you said what you did about knowing about God or knowing God this morning. Because to be honest with you, lots and lots of the young people in Cyprus have grown up knowing quite a lot about God but never really knowing God. Um, and God just kind of poured his heart out to us really for the young generation, the next generation in Cyprus. He gave us this picture of um, it being like a father's house. Yeah. Imagine your own father's house. And uh, these the young people were are going to the father's house and they know every room and they know sort of what the ornaments look like and all that sort of thing but never in their life have they met the father and well, it was kind of like the heart cry of god that this generation starts to grow up yeah. to know the father.
1: That's um, a powerful statement. So they've been to the father's house but they've never met the father. Yeah, right. Well
0: there was um just to add to that a verse from um it's in Daniel 11:32 and it, it talks about those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. Yeah. Um, and some, some translations say uh, firmly resist the evil one. And um, I think both are great. And actually God's led us to start a ministry called Daniel Generation. Um, and it's really based off of that verse to help young people come to know God personally. Right.
2: There's there's just such a a rich wealth of like spiritual heritage in Cyprus with like Paul and Barnabas going there and some of the first believers and just seeing, you know, God do amazing things in the nation. And out of the whole of the Middle East, apart from Israel, they have remained, you know, they've remained Orthodox kind of Christian, yeah. um, but all around is Arab, Arab nations and they have withstood a lot and... So there is a strength there that we want to recognise. We don't in any way want to pull down because they're our brothers and sisters. We just want to enrich and encourage and bless and and, and go deeper with them and and learn together what it is to know the Father's heart, to actually encounter him with the next generation.
1: Brilliant. So what, what are some of the things happening then with the young people that you're specifically working with but also across the island? Yes
0: uh so um, th- three main areas really that we're working with and we'll talk quickly about youth youth leaders and intercession so to start with youth um we've uh we we are working with a youth group as part of the church that we're from <clears throat> um We've just done a, a course with them called A Journey into the Cross. And um, really what we've done is we've looked at a journey that Jesus went on really from the Last Supper, the Passover meal, through to the garden tomb and the resurrection and tried to pull out the fullness of what Jesus achieved for them at the cross by looking at different stages. So for example we looked at him in the garden of Gethsemane having the sin and the guilt of mankind laid on him and crushed and as a result of that that we can live free of guilt, free of um, accusation. Um, we looked at um,
2: Something on that was interesting because there's so much pressure on young people these days and something that came out of that particular session was looking at how he was pressed, mm. how he was crushed, and get shamin actually meaning the garden of, of pressing. And he was the, the olive that was pressed and crushed, so that we, didn't, we don't have to go through that ever alone. And that the young people actually kind of started to realize, he took the pressure for me. Yes. And the peer pressure mm. that's around, I don't have to live under it. That was really good, that came out.
0: Um, and again other things like by his stripes we've been healed so we we actually kind of talked about the lashings that he received and actually really tried to say we don't want those to be in vain we want to take that healing on ourselves and just kind of trying to get some of the real basics and truths of what he achieved at the cross and apply them into the lives of young people there Um, and what we're believing that this is going to feed into is um, God's spoken to us about a project called Chords of Love and it comes from a verse in hosea where god says i led them with cords of kindness and with cords of love something like that and um <clears throat> there's kind of what we realize is there's kind of like different chords to what we believe in that there's repentance faith love of God baptism baptism in the Holy Spirit being in Christ all of those things are like chords and when you weave them together we have like a firm fabric of what we believe and we can build on and a lot of young people in Cyprus because they not really know God don't really know God very well a lot of those chords are missing so there's quite a lot of um, a weak kind of fabric there and uh, so we want to do like an interactive course, an app and maybe a web-based thing that will really like empower young people to be able to take hold of the truth and youth leaders to input that into them, basically. Yeah, and bilingual, like want it to be in Greek and English as
1: well. So is that, is that something you're, you want to develop then as a sort of digital resource, if you like, that kind of thing? That's right, yeah. Do you want to say anything more about
0: that? I think that's for down the line. It's not okay. quite for now. It's, yeah. we're, in a, you know, we're in a different stage yeah. uh, for now, but it's definitely something that God's put for, you know, a real heart for Cyprus in that way for the future.
2: Yeah, I, I was looking, um, one of the girls in our youth group for her birthday or Christmas, I was looking for an app that I could actually purchase, like a really good one that um, would be, uh, you know, Christian and give her some... some something I don't know that she could really interact with and I just couldn't find anything um, that could relate to her there's a lot of adult apps for devotionals and things but there was nothing for youth and um, especially for Greek youth and people there so um, it just was really just flagged up Mm. to aim towards that to aim towards creating resources and things that can be accessible for young people because young people are on their phones more than ever um, and something that can really point them to the heart of God and, and the heart of their faith right. so that kind of where that, that came out of, and then as we prayed into it mm. God's kind of introduced us to people who have those skills and those right, abilities right. so yeah, it yeah. would down the line it would be creating a team to do that and also translators and the next part, what we're going to talk about is the youth, youth leaders, and mm. that also into yes, yes. that will work with that. The yeah. the last thing about the youth work that we're sewing into currently is um, also something called Kesha connections, and that's uh, Kesha is the Hebrew word for connections. Um, but basically, because we lived and worked in Israel five years before moving to Cyprus, we have a lot of really good friends and believers there, and. Um, a youth group that we still know and connect with and it was their heart and ours to connect the youth that we know in Cyprus with the youth in Israel and uh, a few of them started praying for each other across the sea and uh, last year we were supposed to take a big group um, to Israel to do a a tour with their youth group in Israel Uh, but that didn't work Um, but yeah the hope is to be able to do that next summer as well but there's it's just exciting that the young people want to meet across the sea. (laughs) Just to
0: really give the Cyprus youth an opportunity to sow into Israel in a tangible way that they can do. Sometimes quite difficult knowing that we're called to support with and stand with Israel. But how do you do that when you're a young person? So this was just something that God really gave to Joanna to help them to like say, I want to pray for Israel by praying for a young Israeli person, basically. Brilliant. So
1: just with the developing the resources, the prayer, stuff that I know is on your heart, you know, how does that link with all the youth leaders? You you kind of initiated something recently with all of those guys.
0: That's right. Um, To be honest with you, this is all God because um, in Cyprus, there was a bit of a let-up of restrictions about September last year. And prior to that, over the last couple of years before that God had put it on our hearts to just get the even the youth leaders of the evangelical churches together to pray and because it's quite a small nation um it's something that you can actually do like you can get the leaders from across the nation together to pray and um so the youth leaders a lot of them are like part-time they're working full-time and then they just do it at the end you know at the end of the day and um they are quite tired and perhaps uh, some of them not, not spirit-filled and so they're not really sure quite where they're going. <clears throat> um, but we felt like God was saying, get them together, envision them, let them see what I'm wanting to do amongst the youth of Cyprus. Um, and uh, so we had this meeting in September where about forty youth leaders from across the nation just came to our home, and it was really good because, to be honest with you, we didn't have enough room, and we even had to sort of start thinking, what well, can we turn people away? Like we we don't know where we're going to put them. <laughs> um, but it was just, do you want to share about the vision of the
2: sailboats? Yeah. So we we were they were they all started saying yes we're coming we're coming we're coming and we knew it was a good thing and and uh so then we um uh just ha- we were we were really praying beforehand like a few weeks before and god just gave us like a, a really clear picture of um quite a lot of sailboats sailing together in the same direction in a v formation out into the ocean And um, being blown by a wind that kept them all on course together. And as they were going together, obviously in a boat, behind what happens is there's a wake. Mm. And uh, so as we were discerning, what does this mean? We're like, okay, all of the different youth leaders across the island, they're all positioned. God is saying that you're all in 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 a position I want you to be. And as you learn to catch the wind of my spirit, catch what I'm actually saying to each individual clearly, you're gonna be sailing in the direction that I want for this generation at this time, and there's gonna be an awakening.
0: Brilliant. It just it just feels like, you know, in John seventeen, Jesus talks about let them be let them be one as you and I are one and and I just feel like God is saying, Come on, youth leaders across Cyprus, I want them to be one in order that like the effect that God can have through us is like really multiplied like never before, mm-hmm. so um
2: yeah, so we're sowing into relationships at the moment with all the different youth leaders. And uh, we recently also partnered with another organization who are based up in the Trudos mountain range um, called Gateways. And uh, they used to have more of an international focus because they have a Bible school there and people would come from across the nations to get trained there and then get sent out across the Middle East. But recently God's been reshaping, reforming and um, they've kind of got more of a heart for actual Cyprus um, and the Cypriots. So they... we we were in touch with them because a couple of them came to one at that meeting and and we connected with them, met up and we together had a heart that we wanted to really bless the youth leaders of Cyprus by hosting them in the mountains um, and just allowing them to have times of refreshing, having good good teaching on the Holy Spirit. Not scary things, but good teaching, sound teaching, biblical teaching on the Holy Spirit and uh Letting them have encounters with the Lord and refreshing them so that then when they go back to their youth groups um there's just a river flowing out of them into their youth, and their youth really see and live what's happening so yeah.
0: Like with a lot of the youth leaders having come out of the Orthodox Church themselves, there can be a hesitancy towards the Holy Spirit or misunderstanding or and so a lot of what we feel like God is wanting to do is desperately needs youth leaders to be spirit filled so that they don't rely on their programs but rather they rely on him. And so we feel like there's going to be a very gradual, he put, he's put us where we are, to see a gradual opening and awakening to what the Holy Spirit wants to do so that we can all be like those those boats in the V formation sailing together.
2: It's it's, it's really interesting because um, the people that we know in, in Israel and connected with um, one of the ladies, she's a, a worship leader there and worships on Mount Carmel and um, she was saying that there's a word over Cyprus and there's a word over Israel and, and and in worship she was picking it up the word over Cyprus was awakening the word over Israel is return and so it's just interesting to see how there's a, a link there with Cyprus help coming alive to help mm-hmm. have the people of Israel return as well There's a real link between the two nations, and it's something that we carry, um, and something that God is doing stuff in as well. Yeah,
0: lastly, just with intercession, really, like I'm so inspired by like where studying moves of God, like in the Hebrides and Welsh revival, and all of that, and just how often. I said this on the phone to Clive, but as a joke, but it's kind of true. There's often two old ladies that are like at the heart of praying for a massive revival, and then it you know it just happens, and so I just feel like in a sense, we're there to sow in in prayer, like you know, really take hold of in prayer this generation yeah, and see great. something yeah
1: yeah okay, yeah. yeah. go uh,
0: yeah just yeah, just see see an awakening because because we. We can't do it. Like, the more I'm realizing, you know, that a lot of our days are spent changing nappies and that sort of thing. Like, you know, <laughs> what can we actually do other than just pray? So, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, we're desperate for God to move, basically. <laughs> Brilliant. I think one of the really important things for all the different things you guys have said is when you went to Cyprus, you just got, you just knew God said, go to Cyprus. You didn't know exactly what that was going to mean. When you got there, He then. Began to say other things, and mm. as each step that you you took mm. opened up, God opened another door. Because mm. yep. I think it's very easy, isn't it, to hear stories sometimes, and you go, "Oh well, yeah, brilliant!" You know that sounds great, but actually, there's a reality yes. to life, yes. you know, where you're normal people. Uh, God just has placed you in a particular place for what he wants to do, but you still have to hear him, trust him, take those steps, and, and God is unfolding things. I think it's so exciting what's happening with these youth leaders, yeah. gathering, praying together, seeking God together, and, and all that that's going to yeah. lead to as well, and then whatever he shows you in terms of getting young people together, it's going to be yes. going to be amazing, yeah. amazing. Can we just pray for these guys? Is that all right? And then, um, then uh, we'll let you guys go. Is there anything else you wanted to share quickly? Just
0: very last thing that yeah. I feel like this is um, a season of us just being planted as a family, actually. Yeah. And God really wants us to uh, in, in this year just kind of invest into relationships, into schooling with the kids, into just learning the language more, feeling like we're more planted, so we're kind of more set for the long term. So yeah, like prayers into that. That's kind of a current sure. thing. Great, That'd be great.
2: And just something else to mention. We. We're looking at ways to raise money for the actual, for Daniel generation, the ministry. And um, one thing that you're <laughs> going to probably be doing um, is uh, doing a cycle trip um, from Salamis to Paphos. And that's the original trail that um, Paul and Barnabas walked um, when they first entered the island and first people first heard about Christ. So it's quite an exciting adventure, but we'll keep people posted about that.
1: Great. I mean these guys are gonna be around at the end, so if you want to catch up with them, talk to them, ask them anything else, then you can do if you have to sponsor or do whatever. should we pray? Is that right? Father, I always thank you for Tom and Johanna and the kids that you've rooted them, planted them in Cyprus. Father, I thank you for the fruit that has already uh begun through the relationships, through what they're already doing, investing into the young people in their own respective church, but also across the 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 island and Father, I just pray your hand upon them in a fresh way after they've been here over the last few weeks. They would go back not only refreshed but re-envisioned and with a fresh kind of determination in their hearts, if you like, to press on and to move forward with everything that you've put in their hearts. Father, continue to open doors that no man can shut, build relationships that cannot be broken. Father, I thank you as they take steps of faith that there'll be like solid steps all the way that lead from one thing to the next. And so we speak your protection, your goodness, and your blessing over their lives, their traveling, and everything that you've called them to do. Father, we thank you that you keep them healthy uh, in everything that's going on at this time and uh, that you would guide them in all the things that you're calling them into. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you, guys. Thanks so much for being here this morning. Let's encourage them, shall we? All right, bless you. Great.
3: Thank you.
1: Let's welcome Jamal, shall we? Thank you. you. Now, we haven't got time today to cover... The breadth of of everything God is doing so um, obviously but what would be really good to hear is is first of all before we get into um, just some of the stories what God's doing and how he's been working even in the midst of all the COVID scenario the last 16-17 months can you just give us a little kind of bit of understanding what what is Kurdistan like what kind of nation is it just to help give a context of the work that you're doing
3: okay nice to be with you guys thank you for having me it's a great honor i'm privileged to be with you and thank you clive to ask me to come and to share well kurdistan god called me to work in kurdistan since 2003 kurdistan is a nation is being divided between four countries Uh, after the second world they make a borders and the Kurds. they've been divided between four countries, and Kurdistan, where we are, is the area where it is under the control of the Iraqi government. And they are—they have their own government, they have their own flag, they have their own army, they have their own everything, bank and all that stuff, but they are under the rules of the central of Baghdad government. They are Muslims, 100% is a Muslim nation, and, uh, they are very open to Christ and they are really a nation who really suffer a lot in the Middle East. they being been bombed by chemical weapons by the Saddam Hussein regime. And they've been bombed from other countries, neighboring countries, because they don't like them and they don't want them to have their own independence. And one of the group who really suffer in that region, but they are the most open group in the whole region for Christ.
1: Amazing. So there's obviously a lot in the video there that shows the, the sort of breadth of what you're doing. Um, can you just give us a few kind of, some stories really of, of the different areas that you're working in and what God is doing at the moment?
3: Well, in 2003, we start, I started going to Kurdistan just to visit the church. We have only a group of five, ten people who are became Christian from Muslim background believers. And since that time, the Lord started calling me to go to that nation and to start working there. Because for myself, I come from Muslim background believers. When I went to Kurdistan and I saw the first time in my life, around 20 believers, they meet together and they worship Jesus publicly, openly. That's for me, it was a miracle. I never saw that in my life. In my country, they, they, this never happened. And the God called me to go to that nation. And we start there. And... Through the years, the the Lord opened so many doors for us. Now we have a charity called Hand of Help NGO, Christian NGO registered in the country and our aim is to help and to serve the refugees, the displaced people and also to share the gospel with the people. And it's a long journey, it's a hard journey, but the Lord always, he said if you keep faithful, I will be with you. If you keep faith, I will be with you. And if you are Faithful with the little I give you, I will raise you higher and higher. And this is exactly what happened. You know, just listening to the Lord, how He leads us to go. And we have our organization. We serve hundreds and thousands of people by distributing food packages to the Syrian refugees, to the widows, to the Muslim camps, and we do vocational training for people to learn a trade skills like sewing or computer or english or anything but what the lord put in my heart was not to teach the people a skill you need to give them the tools to start working and this is what god put in my heart we start when our center teach the people the skills but after they finish they will have a certificate credited certificate and also they will have the machine or the toolbox for them to start earning for themselves and we've been doing that nearly for the last seven years, six years. We're just doing the vacation training. I want to share a story about books. The first time three years ago, I think, or four years ago, I translated the first book for Colin from here. And I was, in, I think, in one of the faith camp, and I shared about that book. Today, we, we translated around 72 boxes, books. To Kurdish Sorani and we distribute thousand of them and we just start with one book and that was a blessing, we translate 12 books of Colin and now also we distribute them to ev- to, to the Barnum and to everywhere I want to share a little bit about books I know there's a lot of things but the books yeah, is fine. important yeah. In, in a Muslim country, to translate, to translate and print and distribute Christian books is no way. You're not allowed. You know, you need to take so many permissions from the government to allow you to do that. And you know, the grace of God, with what God opened, you know, the door for us to work with the government. We have the ownership from the parliament. They give us the the, the shield of honor. The Ministry of Religious Affairs, they gave us also the letter of uh, thanking and appreciation. And through our relationship with the government, now we translate all of these books and we distribute them. And imagine any other countries or other, other mission or organization or any other group, they can't till today translate and print these boxes and it's a miracle what god is doing in this nation and i think you remember one of the guys who came here last few years ago with me called marwan he works with the ministry of yeah yeah he is the one he is the key person he allow us to do all of those things and thank you for you praying for him because he is one of his the share board of our organization and he's opening so many doors for us sorry that's about the book well,
1: So you've got, so just to explain that then, so some of Pastor Colin's books, they've been translated and then they're, you've handed them out in the government, uh, as far as they've been put in libraries as well, haven't they? Is that right?
3: Yeah. Well, if you remember, I know I know it's how God, he starts with the small things. Yeah. And I shared, you know, one of the parliament members, he asked me to translate one of the Colin. Books which is about leadership. He said, In our parliament, we don't know how to do a leadership. And I translate the first book for for the calling, which is the leadership. And through that, you know, that's the first, for me, I wasn't, it wasn't my calling or my ministry. It's just the Lord opened that door for us to do that. And now the books is being trans, distributed on all national, 92 national libraries, and all the mosque libraries, and all the Christian bookshops in the country and it's amazing i will share with you um, you will ask how, how the lord provide for that now we have 72 boxes being translated it's really amazing one organization they came to me and they said jamal whatever you want boxes to be translated we will cover the cost and the print and just recommend us what else you want to do and as I did, that organization came is after the first book we did for calling. And I don't know how to connect that with the Holy Spirit and the Lord did it. And this organization, till today, we have another 10 books they will be finishing by the end of this year. And it's all being covered and supported for the translation, the printing, and the license, the license for that. And to add more. Now we got the permission to be the, the publisher for all the Kurdish Christian books in the license from the government and the license from the publishers in USA to publish these books and no other organization, they have that license. I know, I know God is doing it. It's not me. It's, it's God. He is in control. We just be there to see what the Lord He wants to do.
1: So also, you, so you're going into a lot of the uh, refugee camps. And you're doing some of the practical kind of life skill training in people's lives to equip them for real life scenarios and everything. But also you're getting the opportunity to share the gospel, aren't you? And so what's what's kind of happening there?
3: Well... My motto or my my things, even when I talk to the government, I say we are a Christian organization. We do everything because God called us to do. And we, we need to preach the gospel and we need to give Bibles. We distribute 5,000 Bibles to the army. We distribute Bibles to the parliament members, to the government. Everybody knows we are Christians. We are publicly, openly we say we are Christian and we share the gospel. We do now Bible studies inside of the camp, the Muslim camps. We do like three, four Bible studies every week. We have Bible study for the boys, the young boys. We have Bible study for the girls. We have Bible study for the elder people. And also we, we got permission from the government to work in the camp to teach people like skills, like computers, like sewing, like even literacy, like to read and to write. And... That's The Lord is opening these doors And God bless me with a huge team now We have team missionaries Come from state to help us And we have team also from the local team We have eight teachers who teach with us We have uh, Safe houses for the Muslim background Believers, the persecuted Muslim back Believers We distribute thousands of food boxes To refugees, to the widow We have special programs To the Syrian widows Who comes to Kurdistan, we teach them sewing. We give them machines. We try to help them to get some jobs and incomes for themselves. We do a lot of activities. We do also teach English, and we teach computers in a prison. We have permission from the government. And to go to prison and teach, that is a miracle. (laughs) And in Muslim countries, and they know we are Christian, and all our teachers, they share the gospel. They teach in the shelter, the women's shelter, and they teach also in the prison and i go just there just to be the honor guest to give certificate and just to take the credit and i done nothing god bless me
1: (laughs) (laughs) brilliant so you've still been going in every month haven't you over the last 16 17 months um how has that been possible
3: Well, it's a miracle. You know, twice I sent back from the airport. Uh, Once I arrived to Arbyn, when I arrived there, they changed the law. By way, I'm in the plane. I'm not allowed to get to the country without the coronavirus certificate, you know. And when I arrived there, they said, you need to go back home. I've just arrived there, and I went back home. And another time from Turkey. And another time from Turkey because they bombed the airport. And they shot the airport, and we couldn't get to the country. And... uh, just last night, the American embassy—they have the siren and the warning to the people. They're saying, "Please be away from the windows because we have some rockets that are gonna come to the city." I'm traveling also this Sunday, coming Sunday. God is always—you know—if you—if you just trust Jesus, I just know I can come, Christian. If—if <laughs> if you wanna really be honest, you know, Jesus—he promised us to be he will be with us no matter where we are. Yeah. And he said, I will open the doors for you. And also, you know, sometimes we feel th- the cross of Jesus is heavy. No, it's not heavy. If he gives us the cross, he will carry it with us. I know it's hard. It's difficult for some, some of us when we carry the cross. But when Jesus is with us, will be very light. But if his cross, sometimes we carry our own cross, and that is heavy. But we start focusing on Jesus and put our eyes in Jesus, what he wants these people to come to him, these yeah. Muslims, these people, you will see how God will will open and make your crosses really very light. I love Jesus' cross because it's very light. No matter what difficulty we go through, and I can share with you amazing stories. But I know it's not, not my gift, not much time. Mate,
1: I, I well, I, I have so much respect for you because you you just walk into the face of impossibilities pretty much every every time you go and you're going every month. So you, you've been getting into the country when really you shouldn't have been because of the coronavirus, but somehow God's got you in there, hasn't he? Um, what's, what's it like just having to take steps of faith constantly in your life in the face of a lot of circumstances saying that's not possible?
3: Well, I can, I can uh, ask, answer that with the with the story. I remember with the, when we have ISIS, they are controlling of the city city of Mosul, and they asked me to go to Mosul and go and help the army. You saw some these of these armies, you know, they are amazing guys. We have generals from the army. They came to Christ. We have access to diff, you know, very, you know places in the army because of these people who came to Christ and when they asked me you know come and to pray for the soldiers who are going to fight ISIS and I said I can't pray for them from here why I need to go to the borders and go to Mosul it's very dangerous it's very risky they said no we want you to come and I said, well, that is very risky, and very, it's, it's like a life-threatening, you yeah. know. You can't go to the borders, and you never know what the rockets or whatever is going to happen. But the Lord put in my heart, no, you go. And, you know, I, I was really I scared in my heart, afraid, but I went. When I went there, the first thing they asked me to do to shoot the first bullet, Imagine you are in the borders, ISIS in front of you a couple of hundred meters, you are in, in the line, in the red line, and they ask you to, to shoot the first bullet. I said, no, I, I can't shoot people because I'm a Christian, I don't want to kill anyone. They said, no, you just shoot it because this is in the air, this is, will be the honor, is the blessing or the honor of what, what you call in, in, in Arabic or in the Kurdish, they think the first bullet is the blessing of, of a victory. And he said, they want me to do that. And I shot the first bullet. Before, before them, they go to the war and go and fight ISIS and start, you know, having that war. For me, it's just, you know, and they what they said after that said, nobody from our leaders or our mosque leaders or our... You know, our even top leaders, they came and visit us, and they risked their life. they always away. But you are Christian. You came here, and you prayed for us, and you stood with us. We honor you. We respect you, and we would like you to do whatever you want to do. And they allow us to take Bibles to this, all the borders, that are like 150 kilometers, to distribute the Bibles to all their soldiers. When they came back, They called me and one of the generals said, none of us being hurt, none of us being killed, and we're all safe, which is amazing.
1: Amazing. Any other stories you want to tell? (laughs) Just little ones like that, you know, it's not every day you go to the the border for a...
3: Okay, I went went to the mosque. I went to the minister of religious affairs. He's he he he's the only he doesn't go to any organization, to like to be part of any, anything, like celebration. I asked him to come to our center to, uh, you know, to be part of the, the graduation. What, one day I went to him and I said, I want to go, to, you know, I want to distribute Bibles to the mosque, and he looked at me and said, you're crazy, and he started laughing at me. Said, "Are you crazy? How are you going to do that?" They will kill you before you enter to the mosque. I said, "I don't know. We, I would like to do, you know, to distribute this Bible to the mosque." But uh, he said, "Okay, I will call the leaders of, like, the group of committee of the uh, religion guys, and if they allow, if you go and uh, and you persuade them to take the Bibles, I will give you the permission, written permission, because I ask always for written written permission." And he said, "Okay." I went to that guy, and he arranged for us to meet with, the, with these guys. I went with them, and I explained to them. And these scholars and Muslims, you know, they are imams. I took the Bible and explained to them, said, the Bible is being translated to Kurdish Sorani, and I would like, I Christian, I would like to give it as a gift for you. One of the high scholars, he said, we don't need your Bible your Bible has been corrupt and it's not, good. it's not good for us. We don't need it. And I looked at him. I said, Lord, give me something here to say. Give me something here to say. I said to him, sir, this is the Bible that has been translated just recently. And please, can you read it and let like all the scholars to read it and find me? Where is the corruption? And I will fix it for you. Is that a deal? And they start laughing. I said, you are clever. I said, yes. When you find the corruption, just let me know, and I will try to fix it for you. <laughs> and, you know, from there, we now, we go to the mosque. We, we, every mosque, they have a Bible in their, in their library. In the prison, the same things. Every prison, we, we bought a copy of the Bible for, the, I mean, this is another story. The minister of uh, labor and social affairs, she said, you know, why we need to put Bibles in the, in the in the prison and the shelters. I said, there is no Christians, you know, bad people, they get to prison, they go there. <laughs> at least you will have a Christian who killed or murdered or stole or done something. We need to put the Bible, at least for this Christian who comes to the prison. She said, yeah, you persuade me now. And she gave us, she gave us a permission now. We can put the Bibles. We can, we can put also Christian books, all uh, Colin books, could be from each books they are with the other books also amazing
1: amazing what what if we pray for you now what do you want us to pray what would be really good for us just to to agree together to see happen what's on your heart what's god saying to you about next steps and what what you want to see happen
3: well, I mean, we haven't shared a lot, you know. We have yeah. now a Kurdish church. We baptize people every month. Yeah, talk about that I for mean, a minute. You've you got, you? You so, got a few minutes, have you? have got a few So many We have now, we started just a couple of years ago, a, a church called the, the Kurdish church with a couple of people. And now we are around 20, 30 people. And last month, we baptized eight people. They came to Christ and we... We see the Lord is moving. It's not me. I mean, we have the team, the groups, and we saw the growth, and we saw how the Lord really touching the heart of people. We invited people from neighboring country. I can't mention their name. They came last month, and we baptized them, and we trained them, and we sent them back to their home to evangelize and to send more people. And it's amazing what God is doing. These people, when they come to Christ, they risk their life. They're not coming, like, for a Sunday meeting or having fun. They know if they, if they be caught they will be killed prisons. They will be divorced from their wife or their husbands. They will suffer, but they have the joy and the happiness i never seen in other people in other faces or lives. They're happy. You know, I baptize them. They are over the moon. They, I said, but you're going to go and be maybe killed or prisoned or anything, but they don't care. They said, we love Jesus, and they were And when you hear their t- stories and their testimonies, it makes me cry every time. How the Lord, without evangelism, appeared with a dream or vision for them, and they led them to Christ. It's amazing what God is doing. And this is the core of the church. We're growing. we growing. We've done a conference. We had, like... Uh, Women's if you saw the picture when they are dancing, this is amazing to see that in a church, a Kurdish church. The women, the men, they dance together, and they all dancing for Jesus. They're not bad dancing. <laughs> dancing for Jesus is amazing. God, He loves Muslims, and God yeah, will never yeah. leave them away, and yeah. He will lead them. That's that's for sure because He died for the whole world, and I think we need to lift our eyes is more higher to see the bigger vision for Jesus. Yeah. Okay, the bigger vision is Jesus. He wants many. What happened in Afghanistan, everybody said, I'm happy. Because I know where there is persecution, there is revival. God will raise many people in that country for him. In 2003, we only have one, one evangelical church in the whole of Iraq. One in 2003. In 2003, you remember when the fall of the, the regime of Saddam. Now you can see hundreds and thousands of churches and believers, they come to Christ. Yeah, I know political is bad, everything is bad, but God is working. And how, how he done it, that's, that's the way. Where is persecution? People, they will turn to him, and God will have his spirit moving around. Amen.
1: Brilliant. So we pray. <laughs> so good. Let's, uh, let's pray for Jamal. And, and Myrna, uh, is she here? today
3: she uh, she's supposed to be here okay. but she has her vaccine last night okay all and right. i think maybe she's tired but Not she's so
1: good to. right uh J- jamal and murray they live down in worthing they're obviously part of the, the church here and everything but uh and their family as well so be good just to pray for you mate is that all right yeah
3: let me share something i forgot no, I just want to share, you know, how the Lord provides. You know, yeah. if you trust people, you're never going to get wherever. If you trust the Lord, the Lord will provide. Yeah, We are there in our mission. We don't trust people. We don't go and fundraise for stuff. I sit there and the Lord sent the people who want to support project. We have a secular organization. They came with two containers. It costs like $100,000. And they said, we want to give it to you. I said, why? They said, because we trust you. And the Lord will provide two containers of shoes, okay, to help to the people. And they are not Christian. They have nothing to do with the Christianity. And I always say, Jesus, you know no matter what we do, you are in control. You will send support whatever we have to help like refugees they came and they stayed in the street and we have no money in our organization we have nothing and i told the guys we need to find places to these guys they said well we don't have you know how are we gonna pay the rent how are we gonna do this i said by faith and it's only by faith and we rented the houses we rented different after two months we got all and even more you know rent for all of these people and i just want to encourage you guys. Put your eyes in Jesus and have faith. And he will provide. And this is all my life since I, I came to Christ and really believed he always, he provides. No matter, it's don't put your eyes in people, do put your eyes in Jesus. And he will provide for your ministry, for what God called you to do because he is God. He is in control in everything. Amen.
1: Amen. Bless you, mate. Stay there. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we just we give you all the glory for everything that's happening uh, in Kurdistan and the surrounding nations that are being affected uh, through Hands of Hope. Father, I thank you. There's two key things, Father, you know, faith, trust in you, but then the obedience that comes from faith, the things when we respond to you. And Father, I just thank you for the faith and obedience of Jamal and Myrna's lives where they've... They've sown into a nation, into a people, and into nations around. And Father, I thank you for the way you've been providing in incredible ways. I thank you for the fruit that is happening, people coming to know you, people being trained in their lives, all sorts of things that are happening. And and Father, we thank you for the influence into the government, into the army, into different areas in that nation. Father, we thank you that you're opening doors that no man can shut. Father, I thank you for continued favour upon Jamal and Myrna, your protection around them in every way. And and still those miracles of getting into the nation and doing all kinds of things uh, as, they, as they move forward in everything that you're telling them to do. So, Father, we just speak your goodness and your blessing over their life. Health, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in every way for the both of them and their whole family. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you're going to open up in the rest of this year and into 2022. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Jamal. Thanks so much. Let's thank Jamal for sharing. eh?
0: Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.